Hello, lovely listener, and welcome to another episode of Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and every week on this podcast, I discuss something I've read and then create a guided meditation based on that text. With that being said, this week is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to try something I haven't done on the podcast before, and I'm really interested to see how it goes. Let me fill you in a little bit. This week, I am not reading anything. Not a single thing. And I'm doing that very intentionally. I know this is a reading podcast, and if you are listening right now, I am assuming you came here to hear me talk about a book. So let me back up and tell you why I'm not reading anything this week. My decision not to read anything came, unsurprisingly, from reading a book. That book specifically is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. I'm guessing many of you may already be familiar with this book, but in case you're not, let me fill you in just a little bit. The Artist's Way is a set of tools that are designed to guide you along the process of creative recovery. What is creative recovery, you ask? An excellent question. Creative recovery, and I'm going to try and kind of sum up Julia Cameron's take on this. She's the author of The Artist's Way. Creative recovery is the process of nourishing, nurturing, and kind of supporting your inner artist because we're all born as creative people and sometimes that creativity gets squashed and kind of mangled along the way. We kind of hide it away, we decline to nurture ourselves, we pack our creativity away in a box and kind of leave it while we focus on other things. And that can be really sad and really damaging. Julia Cameron's goal with The Artist Way is to help you welcome your inner artist back to the table and put them in the driver's seat. I think The Artist's Way has a lot to offer everybody because all of us in some way have these creative pieces of ourselves that we've denied the Artist's Way recognizes that and gently provides us with the tools to live a more creative life again. And that creativity might not show up in the way that you think it will. For example, I'm a professional musician, and as I'm working my way through The Artist's Way right now, the thing that's really calling to me is not primarily music, it's primarily writing. And there are lots of stories just like that in the book of people who expected their creativity to show up in one way and were surprised when it came through the door looking different than they thought it would. That element of surprise is something that the artist's way really uses effectively. The book contains lots of tools and exercises that are designed to kind of break you out of your routines, break you out of the way you traditionally think and allow your brain to open up to new possibilities that it might not have done if you had just kept doing things the way you're used to doing them. And that long diatribe brings me to why I am not reading anything this week. The chapter that I'm in in the artist's way right now is called Recovering a Sense of Integrity. And one of the exercises in this chapter is called Reading Deprivation. As soon as I saw those two words together in this chapter, I have to confess, I was like, oh no, (laughs) this isn't something that sounds like it's for me. I read 
a lot. I love to read, obviously. And reading deprivation sounds so harsh. (laughs) It doesn't sound like something you would want to do. But as I read through the chapter, I realized that it was something that I really wanted to try. Let me fill you in a little bit on the rules of reading deprivation as Julia Cameron lays them out and the rules that I've set for myself as part of this. I just want to throw in a little side note here that The Artist's Way was originally put out in the 80s, I believe, and so some parts of the book skip over modern-day developments. For example, Julia Cameron is not talking at all about social media because that was not even an issue at the time that The Artist's Way was originally published. So I took her reading deprivation exercise and kind of rounded it out in ways that I felt were true to the spirit of it to hold myself fully accountable in our current times. So reading deprivation is exactly what it sounds like. For one week, you don't read anything. No novels, no newspapers, as Julia Cameron points out, no newspapers. Um, Nothing. You don't read anything. And the reason for this, the Julia Cameron writes, is that we spend so much of our time consuming that that becomes our default and it kind of takes the place of creation a lot of times. And it also keeps us from being mindful. It keeps us from being present in the moment a lot of times. The example she gives is if you are just sinking immediately into your novel when you get on the subway, you're going to miss all the juicy details of the people around you and life kind of happening around you as you are consuming what you're reading. This does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that I am saying it's a bad thing to read in public. On the contrary, it's one of my favorite things to do, and my first impulse when I leave the house is to make sure I have a book with me. So I am definitely all for reading on the train. But Julia Cameron's challenge is to kind of snap yourself out of that consumer mode for a week by not allowing yourself to consume other people's art. When you forbid yourself to consume other people's creations, what are you going to do with your time except for create something yourself? That's the logic that Cameron offers, and that was one reason that I was really interested to try this exercise. I realized that a huge amount of my activity is consumption-based, and I'm really curious to see what will happen when, even for a week, I shift that balance. So here are the rules that I'm going by for this week. I am not reading any books. I'm not reading any articles. I'm not reading anything on social media, not even going there. I'm not Googling things unless they're essential for me to get somewhere or something like that. I'm not watching any movies or television shows. I'm not listening to any podcasts. I'm not watching any videos on YouTube. I'm trying to leave everything off the table that feels like it takes me out of the present moment or feels like I am doing it primarily to consume someone else's words. I'm still allowing myself to listen to music because I find that that actually helps me feel much more present and mindful often when I listen to music. But I think that's really the only thing 
that other people have created that I will be consuming this week. I realize, even after having just done this reading deprivation for a day, that I keep my brain busy all the time, even without realizing it, because I've trained myself to be constantly in search of that stimulation that comes from consuming media. So, as I do this reading deprivation exercise, my goal is to break out of that a little bit, to train my brain to be happier in the quiet, to train myself to be able to sit and be still without looking for another source of stimulation all the time. I want to walk the talk of being mindful and present a little bit more, and I'm really interested in how this reading deprivation will help me do that. Some other things I'm hoping to get out of this include less anxiety, a higher creative output, and more intentional consumption habits after I'm finished with the exercise. I think there will be many outcomes that I can't even predict right now because this is something that I haven't really tried before. I haven't tried cutting off media consumption to this level before, and I wonder what my brain is going to do in response. I'm really excited to find out. If reading deprivation sounds interesting to you, if it sounds like something you would like to do, I would love to have you join me in this exercise. I began yesterday, and I'm going to continue for a week straight, and so if you would like to try this exercise with me for a week, I invite you to do so. Let's see what happens. I'll be sharing my results on the next episode of the podcast that comes out next week. And of course, I would really love to hear what happens for you if you decide to jump into this with me. All right, it's time to shift gears. Let's meditate. As we begin this meditation, I invite you to find a place where your body feels comfortable and at ease. Allow yourself to relax from the tip of your toes all the way up to the crown of your head. Take some deep breaths and on every exhale, release and relax. You can even release a sigh as you exhale and feel that energy of tension leave your body as it's replaced with a new and calmer energy. Keep taking those deep breaths. With every breath, relax your body a little bit more. As you relax, start to bring your attention the very sensation of breathing in and out. Notice what it feels like as the cool air enters your nostrils and travels to your lungs. And again, notice as the air leaves your body, what physical sensations it brings with it. When you're ready, if it feels comfortable to you, close your eyes. Keep taking those deep breaths, and as you breathe in the next time, 
I want you to visualize the moment when you wake up in the morning. Don't just think about it. Really allow yourself to imagine yourself in this moment. Feel the covers over your body. Feel the sensation of that first stretch in the morning. Remember what it's like as you open your eyes for the first time in the day. Feel what it's like to have a soft bed beneath you. And imagine the feeling of your feet touching the floor for the very first time in the day. Perhaps even before your feet touch the floor, you do something else. Perhaps you check your phone or consume some sort of media. If this is part of your morning routine, envision that now. And now, envision that same morning routine without that moment of consumption. Envision your morning routine unadulterated by outside influence. Envision yourself simply waking up and getting out of bed peacefully, thinking your own thoughts and the quiet that surrounds you. Now imagine what comes next in your day. You probably walk into another room, and as you see yourself do that, feel what that's like as well. Feel the floor beneath your bare feet. Perhaps you walk to your couch or your coffee machine. Envision what you do next. And don't simply see it, but feel it. Smell the coffee as it brews. Feel the couch cushions sink beneath you. As you continue to imagine this routine, be aware of the next moment you might consume something during this routine. Whether that is screen-based, or whether you might read a book now, maybe you would listen to the radio, or do something else. Maybe you would scroll through social media, or spend some time on the internet, or even at work. Envision any consumption that is part of this morning routine. Notice the feelings in your body as you imagine yourself doing those consumer activities, whether they are reading or watching or listening. Ask yourself what feelings those activities are bringing to you and see if you can notice those feelings in your body as you visualize this routine, and these activities. 
Perhaps you feel a rush of dopamine as you look at your screen. Perhaps you feel excitement. Perhaps you feel your brain cloud a little bit. Perhaps, like I do sometimes, you feel some anxiety as you complete these activities. A tightness in your chest, maybe. Notice these feelings and physical sensations in your body as you imagine this routine. And keep breathing. Allow those feelings to exit on your next exhale. Continue to release them as you keep breathing. When you're ready, visualize the next part of your day, whatever that may be. Perhaps you leave your house and go to work, or perhaps you stay at home and work. Perhaps you do something else entirely. Whatever happens next for you in your day, allow yourself to envision it now. Again, hold a gentle awareness of any time throughout these routines that you consume something of some sort, some media or other form of brain stimulation. Allow yourself to do more than just picture these surroundings. Allow yourself to feel them. Allow yourself to feel these activities and events unfolding. Feel the air on your skin. Feel the environment around you as you envision your day. Anytime you notice a moment when you would typically consume something, like a podcast or a book or an article, anything, allow yourself to envision that same moment, except for instead of consuming something, envision yourself simply being. Envision what it would be like to drive to work in silence instead of listening to something on the way there. Envision what it would be like to come home and leave the TV off. Envision what it would be like to leave your phone in your pocket for the day. You may feel several different feelings as you envision this. You might feel liberation and excitement. You might feel your breathing becoming deeper and more relaxed. Or you might feel anxiety, worry, and perhaps some intrusive thoughts about what could happen if you're not constantly consuming. Whatever you're experiencing right now, acknowledge it and let it be. Keep breathing in and out. And as you 
Continue to visualize your day without consumption. Allow yourself to notice the new spaces that arise throughout your day when these moments of consumption are not there. Allow yourself to picture the surroundings that you might have missed while you were looking at your phone. Allow yourself to imagine the conversations you might have if your nose weren't buried in a book. And simply allow yourself to be curious about what might happen if you lived out a day like this in real life. Keep breathing, release and relax with each exhale, and allow your mind to return to the sensation of your breath. Return to the sensations in your body right now. The feeling of contact with your seat, your feet on the floor, your hands touching each other or your lap. Bring yourself back into this present moment. And as you open your eyes, carry this feeling of presence with you. When you feel yourself drifting away from that presence, that mindfulness, ask yourself how you can come back to it. Take one last inhale with me. Exhale and go in peace. Did you like this episode today? Well, it turns out that I'm hosting an Artist's Way book circle with my dear friend, Jessica Mingwakti. We're going to be going through each chapter of this book week by week together in mutual support and solidarity and seeing what comes up. This is going to be a group of incredible creative people just like you, and it is just so exciting for me to think about us having this space to share together and to work through these exercises together. The Artist's Way brings up some vulnerable stuff, and I think this book group is going to be an amazing place to work through those things together, to share those things, to experiment, to create, and to connect. It's going to be such an amazing space. I can't tell you how excited I am for it. And it would be so wonderful if you wanted to join us. We have spaces for you available, and you can register by visiting my website, reditationspodcast.com, and going to the events page. You can learn more about it there. You can read more about the book, The Artist's Way, and what you'll find within. And of course, you can reach out to me with any questions. I would really love to hear from you and talk to you about this book circle. It's going to be an awesome opportunity, and I hope that we might see you there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's always such a privilege to have you here, and I really appreciate that you spend your time listening to this podcast. Like I talked about today, it's worth it to be choosy about what goes into your brain. And I am honored that you choose this podcast as one of those things. Thank you. As always, I want to offer deep, heartfelt, special thanks to Josh Munt 
for the sound design and theme music in this episode. If you would like to support the podcast, there are several ways you can do it. Let me count the ways. Way number one, you can share this with a friend who you think would like it. That's, I think, absolutely the best way for this podcast to get around is by word of mouth. Secondly, you can rate and subscribe to the podcast. That makes it more visible to other people who would like to listen to it. And another way you can help even more with that is by reviewing the podcast. So if you actually type out a review, that makes a huge difference. You can also support the podcast by getting on my email list so that you can be made aware of any awesome stuff that's coming up on the podcast, new episodes, book circles, etc. You can join my email list at redditationspodcast.com. That's also where you can listen to every episode and check out upcoming events. The last way you can support the podcast is by going to the Patreon page and offering financial support. This is a great way to help me create the podcast in the future and become an even bigger part of this Reditations community. Thank you so much again for being here this week. I can't wait to talk to you next week about the results of this crazy, awesome experiment that I'm doing, and I hope that you will reach out to me with the results of yours if you choose to join me in this reading deprivation exercise. This week, I wish you an abundance of presence. Thank you so much for being here, friends. Happy reading, or not, and I'll catch you next time.